Welcome to the Inspire Podcast. I'm Heather Tice, and this is a place where the unexpected and sometimes crazy moments of life meet up with sacred truth. It's where we get together to talk with other real Christian women who are living out their purpose in a unique way that only their sovereign creator God could have designed. Our hope is that while you're here, you'll laugh a lot, be blessed by the ways that God moves among his daughters, maybe find an idea or two, and most of all, that you'll be inspired to live for him in the week ahead of you. So whether you're washing dishes, getting in some exercise, or just driving on your daily commute, we are so glad that you've joined us here at the Inspire Podcast. Oh, ladies, you are in for a treat today because today joining us for the Inspire podcast is Lisa Hunt and Shannon Moores. Well, let me tell you a little bit about who they are. Lisa Hunt is the wife of our Connections pastor, Blake. So you've seen him. If you're at 10 Southern Hills, you have seen him on the big screen. I guarantee you. Uh, you've seen him in the Connect class. You've probably seen her in there a few times. But she also has taken on the ginormous task of running nursery and has done such a beautiful job with it. She has a great team of nursery workers, the best nursery in churches anywhere in the United States, right here at Southern Hills. Thanks to Lisa Hunt. Say hi, Lisa. Oh, hi. And absolutely shout out to my nursery workers because they are amazing. They do such a great job. Um, They have such a passion for the kids. And so I am there to foster that because... Kids can be fun. <laughs> Kids can be a lot. And then we also have Shannon Morris with us. Shannon is a longtime attender member slash of Southern Hills. And recently she started to really um, step up. She served in many ways, but step up in the ladies ministry here. She now runs our social media for Inspire and actually has done such a good job with that. They snatched her right into the general church-wide social media. So she and her husband, Robert, I, I just can't call him Bobby Shannon. I know that's your nickname. It's like I can't call Fred, Freddie, because it's just, it's the wife's call them that. Like that's their wife's yes. husband name. Yeah. So Robert. We've adopted the Freddie nickname because we love it so much. I can't do it. I can't do it. But I think it's adorable when Kelly calls him that. Um, and I love it when you call Robert Bobby. But she and, and Robert have served in uh, many different areas. And it's neat to see both of them as a creative couple coming together and using their gifts for the Lord. So uh, before we get into that, let's hear a little bit more about you. So Lisa, Shannon, let's start with you, Lisa. Tell us a little bit more about your kids because you both have children. Mm, my kids. I love my kids. So <laughs> That's a good thing. Yes. And, and our our listeners were doubting. They were wondering. They oh. were like, I wonder if that Lisa oh, no. Hunt let me, loves her kids. Let me reassure you <laughs> because what you're about to hear probably may not sound like it. No, I love my kids. They're great. I have um, a two-year-old. He's about to be three week and a half it's the worst I hate it um and love it at the same time you know it's fun to see them grow and learning new things but and I need to clarify she doesn't hate the terrible twos like what you might be thinking or three she hates them growing up yeah no I do I I like to see them reach their milestones like when Liam was little he would like crawl or roll over or something and then when he did it once I was like okay you're good don't do it ever again Um, So I can tell the doctor you're fine. (laughs) Um, But yeah, he's going to be three. And then there's Eva. She just turned nine months. And she's feisty. I thought she was going to be like super sweet and like mellow. She is not. Um, But she is an easy baby. She's super just adaptable, go with the flow. Um, But yeah, when she wants something, 
she wants it. So wonder yeah, who she gets I'm, that from. I'm excited <laughs> to see her little personality come out mm-hmm. because Liam especially is one that is just so such a little romantic. He's oh, a yeah. Romeo. He is a charmer. Yeah. In fact, just today, Savannah was telling me that in class, oh, she no. said, Mom kept telling me, Liam kept telling me, Oh, you're so beautiful, Savannah. Oh, no. you're so, and I said, uh, you got to watch oh. him. He is a charmer. <laughs> yeah, he knows He knows how to work work the ladies to get what he wants. It's kind of sad. <laughs> okay, Shannon, what about so you? Scary. Tell us what's yeah. going on in your home. Uh, we have five kids. Um, aged oldest is 12. Um, he's about to be 13 oh. this winter, and it's so sad, oh. and it's so new. I'll be coming to you and pastor for a lot of advice. Oh <laughs> um, so he hits 13. Isn't that so weird when you start to enter that teenage phase? Like, I don't what know happened? what to do. Like, yeah. I look at him and he asks me things. And I'm like, I don't know who you are anymore. Yeah. <laughs> He's a totally different person. Yeah. There's a lot um, of awkwardness in the coming yes. years for you. That junior, everybody's uh, weird in their junior high. We were. I, and they yeah. are. It's just it. They're sweet, but they're weird and smelly. It, it is. Everybody yeah. thinks I was not weird when I was that age. Yes, you were. Yeah, you were. Oh, you just was, didn't realize how weird, weird yeah. you really were. We all had the weird hairstyles that we thought <laughs> looked so cool. Our mothers tried to tell us otherwise. Like, oh, yeah. I would slick my hair back like Liesl in Sound of Music. Oh. I thought it was gorgeous. Those pictures are horrid. <laughs> yeah. I went more the That's Madonna funny. route with the hair. Like, <laughs> I grew up in the 80s. I was, wow. like, the only third grader with high heels and yeah. MC Hammer pants. I oh, was my that word. kid. I need to see pictures. And I even had blazers when I was in third and fourth grade. I don't know wow. why my mom dressed me like that. Why did she let me wear that? <laughs> she probably fought against it. <laughs> but you were a junior higher. Yeah. And you knew. Oh, no. So bad. Um, so then we have a 10-year-old, a 7-year-old, a 4-year-old, and a 3-year-old. So um, we have ages in all the difficult all uh, the stages difficult. of oh. children. Um, no, they're really fun. They keep me on my toes, obviously, but they keep me creative. They keep me, you know, they're always moving. Too. And your family, y'all have got some strong genes because like, <laughs> your kids, it's so obvious. Like you could pick them out of a room full of children and be like, they are all siblings. Yes. They all have these cute little round faces and chubby cheeks. Yeah. And like sandy blonde hair. Everybody's got close to the same color. Don't yeah. They? Pearl is the only one that I always call her my Indian yeah, baby. She's, she's the only one that looks like me. And yeah. I was her twin at mm-hmm. that age. Like if you looked at my picture and her picture, you couldn't tell us apart. It is yeah. so scary. So, um, <laughs> yeah. And they're they're all awesome. They're all homeschooled. Um, we're getting ready to go full on into homeschool this week. We started a little bit and they're kind of chomping at the bit to get back into it. Yeah, they're excited. That's a good thing. I know. So you're doing something right there. Good. But we're busy. Okay, so ladies, <laughs> we've heard about your families. Now, dish with us. Tell us your pet peeve. Mm. Who wants to go first? Mm. Pet peeve. Well, I mean, if we're looking at, like inside the family. <laughs> um, okay, so Blake loves All right. He, he and I are very similar in some ways. We're also very, very different. I tend to not like to use or wear the same thing like twice. <laughs> I know it's weird and a lot of people do, but I yeah. just, I don't. Um, but specifically with towels, I just don't like reusing a towel. Mm-mm. I don't know where that came from. I'm with you there. Oh, well, you thank mean you. Like, like a bath towel? Like a bath towel. So mm-hmm. like I'll Like your it. own bath towel. Yeah. Like I have one and I use it and then I'm done and I wash it. No, no, no. But he <laughs> will, he will purposely go into the hamper, pull it back out and hang it up on the door. <laughs> so then not only does that annoy me, but then 
I go to shut the door and it just gets caught on the towel every yeah. time. And it what for whatever reason, these are the things you don't know until Did you, you live with somebody. Did you do this in college? I just can't get, I've never heard of yeah. someone washing their towel every time they shower. Yeah, I don't. I don't know. I don't know where it came from, but yeah, no. And his so grandmother, college, she just to clarify. Yeah. Did you have multiple towels? Did that. you have multiple towels? I did. I had one for each day. And then I just <laughs> did laundry on Saturday. <laughs> I didn't, I don't know. That is fascinating. So, yeah. I'm not going to say it's wrong. You're very clean. Yeah. No, <laughs> it has been very sanitary. Well, yeah. I, I don't know. Yes. So I told you it was kind of weird, yeah. but that's the one inside the family. Um, yeah. Externally, don't you hang up my dirty towel? Yeah, <laughs> the thing is filthy. Yeah, and I won't judge you if you give me a towel and you're like, "Oh, that's the same towel from yesterday." Ew. Yeah, no, it's fine. Um, but then externally, like outside the family, um, it's kind of like I don't know when people are talking to me, but they're like mumbling. So I'm a speech person, oh, low talkers, and yeah, and I and I pride myself in yeah. diction and trying to understand people, and I feel mm -hmm. like I, you know, this is what I went to school for, my degree is in, and I can't understand you, it it drives me nuts. I feel like there's something yeah. wrong with me. Yeah. So, so. Yeah. so like when they're low and they don't yeah. see it, like that, and, and it just really bothers you. I'm like scooching my face lower and closer to you. Yeah. Like, let me hear what you're trying saying. to read your lips. Yes, yeah. I feel like there's is there something yeah. wrong like with me? I don't know. Yeah. So mumbling. One of my children is a low talker oh, and does not enunciate. And so all the time we're getting on to this particular child, the entire family <laughs> is like, and it's, it, you know, good natured. We all laugh about it, but yeah. it's, it's kind of funny. Well, I just, I feel bad. Like, I feel like I'm being rude because then I'm getting like super <laughs> close to your face and all up in it. And I'm like, I should probably back up. Yes. So anyway, yeah. that's There's kind a bubble. of my thing. Yeah. <laughs> so just yell when you see me next. <laughs> That'd be great. So low talkers, that's a good <clears> one. <throat> and then some some of those low talkers, if I interviewed them, they'd probably say close talkers. Oh, yeah. That person oh, that gets up in my me. face. And they don't realize. <laughs> they don't realize that they are bringing that on themselves because yeah. we can't understand you. Yeah. We're not trying <laughs> to be this close to you. Yeah. So. yeah. Shannon, what about you? Okay. So mine is very common. You hear about it all the time. Mm. Um, loud eaters. Oh, Ooh. that's a the good one. sound of chewing mm. makes me so angry. Not just annoyed, but angry. Mm. Like, <laughs> yeah. I have a child that loves to eat, mm. and he loves to enjoy his food, <laughs> and uh, it's a little too much. So we turn on Alexa when we eat dinner or lunch <laughs> or breakfast because i cannot stand the sound mm -hmm. of chewing it i mean there's a what name about slurping oh no no it's, that doesn't bother me like it's slurping through the straw and no. that just chewing my brother just used to do that like, chewing yeah and i don't know what gross. it is it's like a whole mouthful of food if you chew <laughs> <laughs> it gets i don't yeah. know what it it just makes me mad <laughs> so <laughs> there's actually a name for it i looked it up and it's called uh misophonia oh, it's a, wow. it's an actual name yeah. for this pet peeve yeah interesting yeah the annoying sound of chewing oh you're so fancy what about you chewing bubble gum right. just chewing loud smacking bubble gum does no. that bother you mm -mm. it's a food it's just food sitting mm. down at the table taking a giant bite of something and just hearing people chew next to me <laughs> yeah. I'm like I don't know what it is but it's always been that yeah. way hmm. always your whole yeah. life 
Yeah, like my husband will take a potato chip. He likes these potato chips from Trader Joe's, and they're they're ghost pepper potato chips, so mm. they're spicy. Mm. He'll take a whole potato chip and put it in his mouth and chew all at one time. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, that noise, and it's so loud. I don't know if I have sensitive ears or something, because I can hear the huge crunch in my head. And I'm like, that needs to stop. Like, I will leave the room. Yeah. And he knows why. Yeah. <laughs> Sometimes you have to. Sometimes it's better just to depart. Yeah. That's what you got to do. Yeah. Okay. Well, today we are talking uh, with these ladies. They're going to be sharing their stories uh, about ladies' ministry. So here at Southern Hills, we have a wonderful ladies' ministry. Obviously, you know a little about it because you're listening to our podcast, <laughs> the Inspire Ladies' Ministry. Um, it has a few events that happen each year. We have small groups that the women are a part of. And uh, sometimes... It's difficult for women to jump into a ladies' ministry. There's uh, different things that can hold us back. And you ladies each shared with me a little bit of your stories, some of the things that you felt and thought uh, before coming to ladies' ministry, and then how your mind was changed on that. Mm-hmm. So uh, tell me, first of all, what was the first exposure you remember to ladies' ministry? Maybe it was as a child, seeing your mom with something, a teenager. What was your f- first exposure, Shannon? Uh, I did not grow up in church, so I did not have an example of like a woman participating in a ladies ministry. Mm-hmm. Um, so when I first came to Southern Hills in 2013, I was actually invited to a ladies Bible study on Thursday mornings and I was terrified. Uh, after a few weeks of coaxing from this person, I finally decided to come and it wasn't as painful as I thought it was going to be, but it was still scary. What made it painful? I'm trying to look for maybe not your first exposure here, but like what made you think, I, I don't want to go to Lee's ministry. I have kind of always had an issue with having friends that were women. I don't. I don't particularly remember a reason why, but just growing up in high school, I always had bad experiences with girls and it kind of made me a little, made my heart a little hard towards women. And when you told me this a few weeks ago, I just about fell over. And any of you that know Shannon who are listening to this, you're probably a little surprised because, (laughs) uh, you know, we see you all the time with friends. I can name friends. I could have immediately been like, Oh yeah, Shannon knows this person. She hangs out with this person. I mean, you are friendly. You have so many girlfriends here at the church. Yes. So that just floored me to hear that. It's, it's been a long, long path (laughs) to get this way. But, um, I, I just, I was scared because I, I've been burned so many times. Um, not just as a teenager in the usual, you know, high school girly cliques and whatnot, but, um, even as a young adult moving to Vegas when I was 18 and starting over forming, you know, friendships with people and in, in, on the West coast, it's a lot different than on the East coast. I feel mm-hmm. like on the West coast, people are very flighty almost like everybody's got somewhere to go mm-hmm. yeah. and everybody's got a schedule. It's not like your typical hometown where everybody you know, lights out at nine or 10 at night and everybody eats dinner and sits on the front porch. It's not like that here. Yeah. So it was very hard to form friendships. Mm-hmm. And it, it caused me to kind of isolate myself from that group of people for quite a long time. Yeah, and mm-hmm. in the midst of that, like you mentioned a little bit about this, but um, what were the feelings that you would have when it, it was during those times of isolation? Like, how was your heart feeling about all that? I, 
I had I had started to have kids in my early 20s. So the mixed emotions from not having those friendships to kind of support me through those times and postpartum depression and things like I had no support system other than my mother. And it was really, really hard to kind of get myself through those. It was lonely. You were depressed. Mm -hmm. You kind of felt like, you know, you didn't have anyone Mm -hmm. there to help you. And you had to depend on, you know, your husband or your significant other to, you know, pull you through those. Mm -hmm. And it was really, really hard. Mm. Now, um, jumping over here to Lisa, Lisa, you had kind of a different experience, right? You did have some exposure to women's ministry in church. So what was your first one? Do you remember? Oh, goodness. I'm sure it was in elementary school at some point. We used to have, um, so I grew up in a Christian environment and being exposed to women's ministries and conferences and things of that sort. And um, I want to say it was probably seventh grade though that really they started allowing us to go to the full sessions and at first i was excited because this was like my entrance into womanhood you know i could like (laughs) finally go to a whole session without my mom (laughs) like i could pick whatever one i wanted to go to um so in the beginning it was like exciting and new but then as you're going through those junior high emotions and those years and you're just looking for truth to be your um, your idea of what truth is and how that fits into your little life going on there. Um, I, I started to feel like everyone was yelling at me. Mm. I would go to these conferences and it was all of these things like, you know, don't wear this, don't say that, don't mm-hmm. watch this movie, don't, and it yeah. was just felt like this list that I couldn't keep up with. So then mm. I developed this fear of going to conferences because if I didn't go and feel convicted about whatever they were talking about, that must mean that I don't love the Lord or I'm not in a good place spiritually. Or Mm -hmm. if I just thought the rules were kind of, I don't know, silly, um, maybe I wasn't a good Christian. So I just, I had this preconceived idea that it was, um, it was all a list of don't do these things. Mm. And then, I had a completely new chapter. As I entered into adulthood, Mm -hmm. the conferences that I went to were women can do all. We don't need the men. We can, we (laughs) are the heroes of our own story. And it was like- Are these Christian conferences? They, yes. So I think the pendulum swung a little bit. Okay, so the change happened. Yes. Gotcha. Um, So it went from be the subservient woman who is always in the kitchen to have a career and do all those other things. and be a Christian warrior and and there just seemed to be no balance Mm -hmm. Um, and I just kind of was over it I thought you know what I'm good I'll just read a book or um you know, listen so, to yeah, a podcast a lot yes. about like how you felt during yeah. the ones that were so heavy with burdens of you've got to be this you've got to prove this were the emotions the same were the empowerment girl power or was it what were you feeling were at those? different at that point because you're I, a very strong woman and yeah. I can see that being right up your alley well <laughs> it, at first of course it was yeah. I was like yes like finally somebody's speaking to me and I don't feel guilty for being <laughs> yeah. a loud person <laughs> Um, but then I, f- I could see the different effect because then mm-hmm. I could see the pressure of people feeling I have to be now super outgoing and super loud in order mm-hmm. to be 
you know, this person in Christ who's a bold, strong, whatever. And mm. it just played too heavy to the other side. And then that's also that's legalism. That's really in some interesting. Ways. Wow. Two different groups, but they're both doing the same thing. Rather than yeah. teaching a relationship with God yeah. and listening to his voice, you ended up with be this or be this opposite. Yeah, it was but very both extreme. were giving you something to be. So when I when I uh, had this discussion with you about ladies yeah. ministry, probably about a year ago, yeah. <laughs> I was, I was very hesitant. Um, Cause I just didn't know. I mean, I'm always yeah. willing to explore things, but <laughs> I was, I was a little hesitant. Yeah. Well, it's funny. Neither one of you mentioned the <laughs> other complaint that I've heard about ladies ministry. Cause here's my background. I was, I'm not going to share a lot, but um, I've always had ladies ministry near and dear to my heart, mm. even in years where I wasn't as involved at Southern Hills. I didn't always take such an active role in ladies ministry because at some point I was just trying to keep young children alive. Yeah. And that was my <laughs> whole existence was just taking care of that. But um, I have this has been what God's used in my life. So mm. I didn't get to go to a lot of stuff. I'm from very small churches, but I can remember going with my mother to conferences and hearing women teach the Bible and thinking it was the coolest thing ever in the fellowship of other women, even yeah. as an introvert, I was like, this is really cool. Yeah. So it was very special to me. So I've always loved it and had a good impression. So it shocked me when I would hear that women were like, no, I don't want to go to that. Mm. Um, other pastors' wives even wow. would tell me. Um, and a lot of times it was because this is their words, not mine. It was so cheesy. That's what they would say. It's yeah. like, it's so cheesy. It wasn't just about what was being taught or maybe the women aren't friendly and I've been burned in the past. It was, it's just fluffy. There's mm -hmm. not real Bible truth, which kind of addresses some of what you were talking about, yeah. Lisa. But it was also like, it's just so stupid. Yeah. <laughs> like everything is just, we, we don't have fun. It's really hard to engage and just. I'd rather be home with my kids, mm. you know, which I get that there are a wow. lot of things I say no to because I'd rather be home with my kids. Mm. But Lay's ministry is not one of those things. So you've told us a bit of your background. Mm. Now tell us a little bit about what changed your heart on that. So Shannon, what was it that brought the change? You mentioned that someone really invited you and kept coming. Yes. Saying, come, come, come. Who was that? Somebody kept inviting me and it was a mom that was, I found a Facebook group when I first started exploring the idea of homeschool. And I went on Facebook and I just searched homeschool group and it came up with a bunch that were in Mountain's Edge. And I was like, oh, this is perfect. It's somewhat near me because we were right down the road. And we hadn't really been seeking a church like I had thought about it and we had talked about it but it wasn't something that we were actively looking for yeah. so this person kept saying uh I, I asked to join the group and then she kept asking she's like oh do you belong to a church I said no I, I don't but I don't mind the group being a Christian based homeschool group yeah. if you don't mind me not being actively Christian and they were like, oh, no, that's fine. As long as you're not offended by anything that we say, we filter things that come into the group. We don't want this, this and this. Mm -hmm. And which was totally understandable. So I, I met with a few of the women in the group and we had lived right near that huge billboard on Blue Diamond that said Southern Hills Church. And we literally just got up on a Sunday morning and said, let's just go one Sunday and see how we like it. Mm -hmm. And we had no idea what to expect. And that Sunday, the woman had recognized me and said, hey, I, re I remember you from that homeschool meeting. 
I'm so glad you came. Can you please come on Thursday to the women's Bible study? And I was like, <sighs> so mm. I kept making up excuses every week. <laughs> I was sick. I needed, I had a doctor's appointment. I needed to take my kid to the doctor. I had all the excuses in the world to not come. And then finally, my last excuse was I didn't have a Bible. I'm not going to Bible study. Like, that's just silly. Yeah. So I was walking through Smith's in Southern Highlands, and I bought myself a $10 Bible from Smith's. And oh. then I came to Bible study that next week. Wow. Yeah, that was the first that time I ever awesome. came. So that was like the change to where I said, okay, I'm going to try this at least. Mm -hmm. So I tried it, and it wasn't terrible. Like Jacqueline Palmer made me feel so comfortable. Mm -hmm. And I told her that sometimes when I get nervous, I tend to do better in a group rather than one-on-one -on -one because I get nervous and tell you all the things. Oh, that is so <laughs> me, Shannon. <laughs> we would be oversharing. I, yes. <laughs> I tend to tell you all the things. In a group setting, I do have a filter, but one-on-one, -on -one, I do mm -hmm. not have a filter. So she told me, she's like, hey, have you met Dawn Freilich? She will understand you. So that is one of the first people that I met. Yeah. So I kept coming back and kept coming mm -hmm. back. And then uh, all the women that I met on those Thursday mornings are all still some of my best friends. Ugh. Yeah. So it was really, That's really beautiful. weird. It when came you came circle. in that first Thursday, how nervous were you? Oh, I, I was excited to get rid of my kids for an hour or two because yeah. <laughs> I had three at that point. And now I look back and I'm like, oh, what an easy day. I only yeah. had three. Oh, boy. But <laughs> I'm struggling with the two. But, but I was excited and I, I was just I was nervous, but I was excited to just get it done and be like, OK, I did it one time. I tried it. I don't have to do it again. Yeah. And I wanted to do it again. Hmm. So every week, I don't think I missed a Bible study for the few years after that, that Jacqueline mm -hmm. was here. I don't think yeah. I missed a Bible study. I loved it. Wow. I didn't necessarily awesome. understand everything that I was hearing, but I loved yeah. it anyway. That's great. And you met ladies and connected with them and yes. true friendships started developing. Yes. Now, I don't think I've missed a, a women's uh, event other than when we were in Seattle. I think I've yeah. been to every single one of them so far. Oh, that's awesome. Mm. Yeah. Lisa, what about you? What was it that changed your, I guess, experience and your thought processes on, on women's events? Well, it's interesting because I think what helped me was when um, I was talking to somebody about it. And I used to have such a flippant attitude towards women's ministry. And I'm not a shy person. I definitely overshare. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, you know, someone challenged me to think of it in a different way. Instead of thinking like from a critiquing kind of spirit. Mm -hmm. And I, I have to be careful because I do tend to fall into criticism. Mm -hmm. um, she challenged me to look at it and say, just find your core. Find people, and you know what she was really saying is your community, people that that you want to grow and do life with. Mm -hmm. And then she said, just start dating them. Um, <laughs> and I think you know who I'm talking about. That would be Kimberly Combs. Yeah. <laughs> um, but she was she was spot on there because when you go to big mm -hmm. events like this, I think yeah. sometimes people enter into them with oh, I'm going to be one in a million or, um, I, you know, I might get lost in it or nobody's yeah. going to really reach out to me. But instead, 
I just kind of reached out to like one or two people and mm. I, you know, just tried to get to know them and ask them if they wanted to hang out or, you That's know, and, and things like that. And it became so good. one by one building a core of people. So now when I go to a ladies event, it's not me entering into this mass, even though I'm not a shy person, it's not me entering into this mass, you know, mosh pit of yeah. the unknown. I'm going there with my community and we're growing together. We're having a good time. We're just having fun, doing life together. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it, what you said really speaks to every temperament. Whether you're an extrovert or an introvert, it can be so overwhelming yes. to walk into a loud, exciting, fun, but big auditorium of women or even a small group sometimes. There are people yeah. I know that they say even a small group of eight to ten women mm is intimidating Mm -hmm. but realizing that you don't have to connect or as I say as a pastor's wife I don't have to touch every single person Mm -hmm. I mean literally touching that's so creepy (laughs) but you know what I'm saying I don't have to go around Sunday morning and speak to every person as much as I would like to that overwhelms my heart and it's just ridiculous Mm -hmm. it's not possible so I only have to to speak and find those one or two that the Lord wants me to to invest in I think that's a great thing if you're fighting fear or nervousness at an event do what Lisa's done, do what I, I do. Yeah. I will pray and say, Lord, show me who needs a touch or encouragement from you. And then, first of all, immediately that makes fear go away yeah. because I'm no longer worried about what they're going to think about me yeah. or who's going to talk to me. I'm immediately just saying, hey, I don't have to worry about it. the Lord's going to put me in the path of somebody. And he always does. Mm-hmm. Um, he's, he's big enough and good enough to do that. Yeah. And then you get to meet those one or two people and encourage them. And slowly, it's amazing how sometimes that one contact a friendship can just blossom and you mm-hmm. may meet one of your best friends for life. Yeah. Yeah. That's really good. So true. It was very helpful for me. Um, and, and especially because my personality, I tend to enjoy just meeting a thousand people and not going very deep. But when you enter into a ladies yeah. conference or an event like that and you don't, you're not intentional about going deep, it can come across very shallow mm. because you're entering into, at least I was, yeah. I was entering into it with a shallow mindset of I'm just going to like hang out. Instead yeah. of I'm here for a reason and that's to, you know, me, mm-hmm. have a good time, grow yeah. and build my community. Oh, yeah. that's so. so good. Now, you just kind of touched on the next thing that I wanted to go into. And my question for you, both of you ladies is, do we need other women in our lives? Is that important? Um, I mean, Shannon, you mentioned dealing with postpartum and you had to rely on your husband. I mean, is it possible? We love our husbands. They should be our best and dearest nearest and dearest human relationship but are they enough should we have women friends is there a need for that absolutely Mm -hmm. I think before I didn't think so I mean like I said my early or throughout my teen years and my early 20s all of my friends were male like I did not have very many friends that were girls at all they were all men because I felt like they didn't have the drama And really what I think is I had the wrong kind of girlfriends Mm -hmm. or I was I was really upset for a long time because I like I said before I had been burned. I felt like I I wasn't good enough to be certain people's friends. And um, now I think I have more of an understanding. It took me quite a while to realize that God was taking those people out of my life for a reason. Mm. Like they were keeping me in a cycle. They were keeping me from growing and it wasn't me. So it really did take me quite a long time to not be upset about that and to actually see the 
the good in that and see the light in it because God was doing that for me because I needed it. So it really did take me quite a long time. Yeah. Mm. Well, there's something that even in Connect class we say, you know, the Christian life was never meant to be done alone. You know, God wanted us to have community and fellowship with others. Um, But when it is just you and your husband, the Bible says you're one. So if it's just you and your husband, you're not really doing the Christian life as you should. Um, There should be someone else or another couple, something else that's helping you sharpen your walk with the Lord, sharpen your or deepen your relationship with the Lord, because the Bible says iron sharpeneth iron. Yes. Um, And I think sometimes and this is what happened to me I was all about the girlfriends all about the drama I'm a speech major <laughs> so bring it on um, but you're also I, from New Jersey yeah like, Jersey what? yeah I don't want to stereotype like everyone because somebody right yeah somebody will call in or we've whatever all and be seen like, the shows yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, but you know I I didn't I I had friends of all kinds but um when I got married I like clung to Blake like I just it was just me and him and I was like forget everyone else Mm -hmm. but then I realized that's not as it should be you know we've Mm. become one now our couple our dynamic as a husband and wife we need other we need community Mm. whether that's a small group men's event ladies event whatever you need something else in your life challenging you to grow to the next level and they just don't get all the girl things well no (laughs) of course not (laughs) I mean, they just don't. I've been with Bobby for 16 years. He does not (laughs) get the girl things. No. I was in a small group with ladies um, just this summer, and I was amazed as we began sharing things that were deep, like dreams and desires that were Mm. deep in our hearts. Um, You were at this one, Lisa. And we, I kind of brought up, I I was shocked how much of this, and don't take this the wrong way, we're all so desperately in love with our husbands, intimate, not just physically, but very emotionally intimate Mm -hmm. with our husbands. But there were things that it was it was hard to share with our husbands, mm. but yet came out so easily in that group of women. And those women were able to challenge us back and be like, you know, what's holding you back? Why are you living in fear? So moving forward as in following God in that. Mm-hmm. And um, it, it wasn't anything inappropriate. It was just something that I think there was just, you know, there's that almost still shyness, that little shy bride inside mm-hmm. of you mm. that doesn't want to look stupid or, you know we don't need an answer. (laughs) We don't need a solution. We're just kind of talking through that women. Yes. They say communicate to figure out something. Men don't communicate till they've got it figured out. Yeah. So I think we're made so differently that what you said, Shan is so true that we just get it. And sometimes there's that understanding. You just need that friend that gets it, that, that knows that you can go on a very strict diet and eat so healthy mm-hmm. and exercise and the weight doesn't just melt off like it does with their husband <laughs> you know trying to compare health and exercise notes with a man is so frustrating like plays basketball <laughs> one day a week do you know how many people yeah. have walked up to him and said wow you're you're really losing weight and here yep. i am hours a day <laughs> insanity just yes. one pound gone yeah like- and shannon did we get that yeah <laughs> We get that. We understand it. We understand. Yeah. But there are certain things. It's a mother's heart, things that you'll feel as a mom, just as a woman of God, that, yeah, that just another woman can understand that. Now, I have seen in the counseling room, and I'm going to ask if you ladies have ever seen, or maybe you've been this woman, you kind of referenced this, Lisa, where everything was all upon the husband. I've seen women that have allowed fear and things to, and they openly admit this, to capture them to the point that their only friend is her husband. My husband has sat in counseling and looked at ladies and been 
why, why are you telling me and your husband all this? He's like, who else are you sharing this with? Mm-hmm. This is the kind of stuff that you should be sh- having friends pray with you about and all this, but they don't have that yes. community. Mm-hmm. No. Absolutely. My first small group, bless their hearts. They probably heard more <laughs> than they needed to know. Yeah. Um, I mean, nothing inappropriate, obviously, but I, I, I'm not a crier and I'm not a hugger. Mm-hmm. And I have probably cried a few times in that small group mm-hmm. because you just leave it inside for so long mm-hmm. or you tell your husband and it causes a fight because he looks at you silly like why yeah. are you crying over that why <laughs> why would you yeah. say that and it's it's like he if he is your only outlet mm. it's not gonna work for very long yeah. well, like it puts it's a lot not. of pressure I think that's what I found it puts a lot of pressure on him mm-hmm. to always be the hero and they're not know? wired the way that we are so they don't get right. it yeah and and you know? it's hard because I was relying yeah on Blake a lot for my emotional support and stability and 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 if he didn't come through that kind of hurts the Mm -hmm. marriage and the dynamic there and absolutely you know and they say the same thing about men you know you should have another accountability partner so that doesn't put the pressure on your wife Mm -hmm. to be checking up on you and I think the same goes with women not necessarily always with accountability but oh yeah there are definitely things that some of my girlfriends can hold me accountable in a lot easier than Josh can Mm -hmm. it's just too sensitive yeah. For him to touch that area, you know? Yes. So, well, I'm all about the word touch today. Mm. I'm not, and they're all metaphorical. Yeah. <laughs> I need to do a physical one. Okay. So, uh, yeah, that's important. So, in fact, we see that in the Bible. You can see relationships. We don't often talk about this. We talked about it a little bit at the conference, Flourish and Nourish, mm-hmm. um, some great books out there on it, but there are relationships of women in the Bible um, that are mentoring, that are friends. Um, my favorite one is probably Mary and Elizabeth. That's the one we talked about at the conference, but you mm-hmm. can look at, uh, Ruth and Naomi. You can look at, I think even the fighting sisters, Rachel and Leah, they had, yes. you talk about mm. drama. Yes. Mm. Those girls had some trauma, but I kind of look at it, the more I look at it, the more it seems like towards the end of their lives that they, they got together, that they, yeah. be, there became a friendship, a true friendship. And there's small evidences of that throughout scripture, but yeah, women need other women. We need that community of believers. I think even of the women that went together mourning to the tomb, yeah. there was that understanding, that sisterhood that is needed and that's built within us. And why does Satan want to keep us from that? Why would he care? Well, I think just like with anything else, you know, when the enemy sees communities developing and he sees that growth happening, he's going to want to distract that. He's going to want to drive Christians apart. Um, he's going to want to hamper that growth. I mean, because he can't steal our salvation away from us, but he can mm-hmm. cause discord and he can stunt the growth. And so by keeping women from gathering and from all mm-hmm. of us just deepening our walks with the Lord, I think um, the enemy would definitely rejoices over things like that. That mm-hmm. and I think, though, our insecurities and our doubts just as women just because we do put those on ourselves more, I think more than anybody. Our friendships should never do that, but we do it internally so much. And those feelings are so strong that they just, he knows that they're going to win just out of sheer exhaustion. Like they're going to take over. We're going to get exhausted and we're going to wave that white flag and we're going to say, like, I've had enough. I can't do this anymore. Mm -hmm. Like I'm so tired of fighting the insecurity and and the doubts in my head you know does 
does she like me? Am I a good enough friend to be in that circle? Do I belong in this small group? I don't think I'm good enough to be in that small group. What if I cry Mm. in front of 10 people? What if I say the wrong thing? What if I overshare? Mm. That's a huge one. (laughs) (laughs) So I think that that's that's a big one. That At least speaking for myself, that was a big one. That Mm. was a lot of the isolation. And it worked for quite a long time. You know, um, a couple of years ago, we did a retreat on spiritual warfare and yes. we talked about the shield of faith mm-hmm. and it's so funny. We pictured these tiny little round, you know, almost like little <laughs> boys play with plastic shields <laughs> and that's not what they were talking about. The Roman shields were massive. Like you got to think SWAT team. In fact, when yes. I taught on this, I got a SWAT team shield, which was mm. really cool. Wow. That was super fun. I felt like wow. such a boss <laughs> with my SWAT team shield, but you can duck your whole body behind that. Yeah. Uh, it's amazing how faith protects us. But do you know what was really amazing that I learned about those shields is they could link up. Yeah. So in troops, they would link up together their shields. Mm. They could almost make a turtle shell, if you can picture it. Yes. Mm. So they could walk towards the enemy together, protected from the fiery mm-hmm. darts. Mm-hmm. Those things that Satan wants to get in our lives, yes. wants to attack our insecurities, wants to make us fear so we won't move forward. And yet sometimes you need those sisters on either side of you mm-hmm. holding up your shield of faith and brothers too. We can't discount the guys, mm-hmm. but we need, we need others. Yeah. We need community. Yeah. Like you were saying, Lisa, to hold up that shield of faith and support us and say, this is truth. Yeah. This mm-hmm. is truth. This is what God will do. This is who he says you are. And when we don't have that, it's no wonder that we struggle mm. and we're, we're hurting. So yeah, good stuff here, ladies. Mm. So as we kind of wrap up here, uh, two fun questions for you. Oh Let's talk specifically about the Inspire events. What has been your favorite memory? Maybe it's your favorite event, or maybe it was just something that happened, or a truth that was said. It could be fun. It could be powerful, whatever, that was at an Inspire ladies event. Mm. What have you got? What was your favorite? Well, you had asked me at the one, the Newsies one, Oh, yeah. Um, Seize the day. Seize the day. day. Yes. Okay. So I was so excited to be a part of that. And you had asked me to do a little skit. Um, But (laughs) like you were a character. Yes. I was in. I was Jocelyn. Jocelyn. um, That was I was like (laughs) thrilled to be doing this. It's like in my zone. Um, But I a month before had gotten pregnant. So on the way there, uh, I threw up three times on oh, the oh way no. there. Uh, I got, I was like, I was for sure I wasn't going to be able to pull, like pull it off. I get there, I do the skit, I get done and I go and I throw up again and I just lay in the nursery for the rest of the day. So it's like a funny memory, but like kind of sad. Yeah. Yeah. But I just remember thinking that whole time, if I throw up on this stage, like there's no bouncing back from that. Like, yeah. I mean, what do you say at that point? Like, right. do you keep going? I had no plan. Oh. No plan. I think Jocelyn would just keep going. Yeah. Her I mean, character Kelly, would not just like, just, I don't know. Mix be intimidated at all. She would probably tell oh. you why she threw up. Yeah. Like, here's the reason it's because of all of you. Yeah. I would have probably started oversharing, would have derailed. <laughs> that is one of my first memories of you is oh, it gosh. the day. I, I didn't really know Lisa before uh, that. There you go. So, yeah. Ta-da. That's a memory for me. <laughs> That's a good one. In fact, Yikes. this is something funny. If you're considering not just coming to a ladies event, but, but becoming part of the ladies leadership team and inspire, just know that there's a good chance you'll be pregnant a lot. I don't yeah. know what it is, but uh, we've had a couple of ladies like uh, Christina, who is a big, big part of the program team. She runs programs. She helps me creatively plan it. And she has been pregnant 
for every single <laughs> event. Sometimes yes. very, 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 sometimes very pregnant. She's very pregnant. Sometimes she's just yeah. sick and newly pregnant. Like that just poor found girl. out pregnant. Yeah. So we've joked mm. that that is our secret sauce. And I'm not being a part of our, this next one. So. <laughs> that is part of it. Well, I'm hey, hey, out. maybe you'll follow my footsteps because <laughs> so I have not been pregnant. I don't think in Lay's ministry. So <laughs> other ministry, but not inspire. So what about you, Shannon? Um, Okay, so my favorite one is also Seize the Day last year mm. because um, hearing Jenny Lohman speak, mm. oh, that woman yeah. gave me goosebumps. Oh, she was great. She yeah. was great, but she was very light, and she, but she drove the point so far that you really, like, you couldn't forget mm. it if you tried, mm-hmm. but she was also just very friendly and nice she's one of those people that you just kind of want to be friends with like yeah. you know her yeah. you feel like you know her you met her one time i am like, friends with her and you're best her once like we are friends <laughs> she doesn't know we're besties um, i follow her on facebook we're friends so we had just returned from our nine month very short stint in seattle and um yeah she gave me goosebumps and just she spoke about jesus being all of our labels and to relive mm-hmm. the gospel mm-hmm. and reminding us that we are valuable and that Jesus died for, for us. Mm. Like just to keep reminding yourself that. And that was probably one of my favorite speakers that you've had mm. so far. Yeah. Like she was amazing. I've already got plans. I haven't verified it. I've got plans to try to get her back out here very soon. She's so, awesome. Yeah. Yay. Yeah. She is fantastic. One of my favorite speakers. Um, my favorite was probably, it's got to be our retreats and the first Mm -hmm. retreat that we did two years ago that was kind of on our own Mm -hmm. it was the one on spiritual warfare which Mm -hmm. that was just a powerful study but the retreats if you have not been to a southern hills ladies retreat it is unlike anything i'm telling you our conferences are good they are they're fun Mm -hmm. in fact that's what kelly murray keeps telling me we need to keep changing the name of like we don't need to say conference or retreat because sometimes it does have a stigma Mm -hmm. Of, yes. you know, really cheesy or yes. you got to make sure you look just right or you sit just right or whatever. And I'm telling yeah. you, our ladies conferences, they are infused with what you're talking about, Shan. Mm-hmm. Great Bible teaching, mm-hmm. because it really is about deeper truths, about knowing God, fulfilling our purpose. But then it, it's so much fun. It like is. it is nothing like just our ladies letting loose and just having a good time. Yes. Yeah. Christians should be having more fun than anyone else. And that is, I think, a staple of our ladies' events. But, man, when we go to retreat and we are away, like, our program team knows there's certain games. I'm like, nope, that's a retreat game yes. because it's <laughs> too much fun. It's too wild and crazy. What was it that is, one you had us play that it was one where you had to go off the – you had to you gave a, a word and you had to – say a bunch of words and tack that one on the end or something it was a crazy game (laughs) and it was my first retreat ever and I already was sitting in the back because I'm like I really am not gonna do this and I kept winning so I didn't have to get in the middle everybody sat in a circle oh bibbidi bop 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 Gosh, that yeah. game is terrible. Yes. Oh, it is hilarious. But it was funny watching the older women do it because they were so good. <laughs> and I was like, yes. they are more so on this game. good. It oh, was amazing. it's amazing. It's usually, we'll it to go comes to the up retreat at retreat. Yes, yeah. it does kind of come up very often at retreat. But we always have so many. My favorite retreat game 
uh, was in the spiritual warfare. Mm-hmm. It was kind of a military theme. Mm. So we had um, a kind of a competition, almost like America's Got Talent. We split our ladies up into three groups. It was like Army, Navy, and Air Force or something like that, <laughs> three branches of the military. They drew a, a token when they came in, and that showed which team they'd be on. We had team captains. And then we gave them things to do. Like at one point they had to recreate the painting of Washington crossing the Delaware, oh. you know, and it was fun to see how yeah. the different groups would do it. One time they had to write a poem or something. We gave them all these challenges. <laughs> You're so good all with All these that. ridiculous activities. But that's not what made it so good. The <laughs> ladies were fantastic, but here's what's great. We had set up a panel of judges. Mm-hmm. I was like the Simon Cowell, the terrible mean person. <laughs> and then we had uh, Tracy who is military. She's married to a military man. So she could kind of be like from a military standpoint, and then yes. we had Maureen Sefuentes. I don't know if y'all know Maureen. I did not know this about Maureen. Um, we had actually, she was kind of our backup person. Mm-hmm. I forget who we had, but whoever we had didn't make it, couldn't be there to judge. But we needed someone who would be really sweet. Mm. Like we needed, what was it? It used to be Paul Abdul. I don't know. They always have a sweet judge. Yeah. yeah. That's yeah. like, eh, that was beautiful. You know? That gives everybody <laughs> so, a vote. Maureen. <laughs> was the funniest person I and I'm supposed to be like scowling and I am crying tears sometimes when she's talking <laughs> because she would look at what the ladies had done like they made up this horrible song one of them like it was off pitch it was terrible oh, wow. and she's like I mean deadpan not smiling at all just sweet as could be like I would love a recording of that that was beautiful oh, and oh. went on and on in her clever <laughs> words like it was like finding this hidden gem she is one of the funniest oh, people man. you've ever and that's the oh. kind of stuff that happens at ladies retreats that just I mean the ladies were just dying because not only the antics of what the teams were putting together but the responses of the judges now mm. I need to find oh. her on Facebook yeah. it is amazing yeah. I'll introduce you at church <laughs> it is fantastic so um Last thing, why would you tell ladies listening to come to a ladies event? Why should she make it a point to clear her calendar and be there? Because they need it. I think I'll be there. Yeah. (laughs) Come sit by us. to be your friend. I need friends, people. Please come. Come sit by us. We're isolated mothers. (laughs) Um, I would say definitely because you you need it like I I was just talking to a mom the other day and she said it's really hard for me just to get to the point where I am ready to leave once I'm in the car I'm okay Mm -hmm. but once Mm -hmm. it's getting to the point of I'm ready and I'm actually leaving my purses in my hand and I'm I'm going so it I would say you absolutely need it you need that hour you need that two hours you need that whole day at an inspire um non-conference to Mm. Be with women who understand you. Mm-hmm. If you think about it, there's a couple hundred women in that auditorium. They There's got to be one or two that understand you. Yeah. Like, yeah. that's just, it's a given. So you need to come. It, it will be so good for you. Like I said, yeah. you can sit near me. Come find me. You can no. sit by me. Yeah. And I won't make you sit in the front row where Heather's going <laughs> to pick you to play a game. Oh, everybody's always worried about that. Can we address that? I'm glad you brought that up. <laughs> We, I opened we, a can of worms. We know what we're doing, folks. The program team knows who wants to be up there and who doesn't. A lot of our games are games that are all play. So if you don't want to play, you can get yourself out real quick. You're on the floor. You're not on the stage. But then the ones that we pick, those are women that we know that want to be up there. True. So. They are pre-chosen 
So and Lisa's there are usually women. I get so okay. I get tickled because of some of the high high introverts, like yes. major ones. Yes, we know. <clears throat> Tasha Either Burgess. we don't know you because you're Tasha. such an introvert, or we do know that you're a major introvert and won't go out there. Tasha doesn't yes. count. She's comfortable with our ladies. <laughs> That's what I'm talking about. But I laugh at some of these. I, I think there's no way we would choose you. We know you're shy, or or yes. we don't know you because you're shy. Yes, <laughs> yes. So don't worry. Mm-hmm. You will not be asked to participate no. if you truly are dreading it. You'll be safe. Why should women come, Lisa? Yeah, well, I would just say, why not? I mean, there's so many other things pulling at your Mm -hmm. time. You know, what's the worst that could happen? I mean, you come and you don't go to another one that's kind of like that one. You try a different one. Mm. You know, we have multiple things that you can experiment with. Like we did the ornament thing. We did the self-defense class. I mean, there's there's so many things to try at this point. Why not give it a go? Because as Shanna said, you know, that was really her mentality going in the first time was, uh, you know, I'm probably just going to do this once and then be out of yeah. here. But she ended up having a really good time. Mm-hmm. Um, so I would say, mm-hmm. why not? Why yeah. not? I think that's great. Um, I'm reading a lot of books right now that talk about your purpose, that talk about mm-hmm. focus, talks about successful people. Some of them are business books, but they talk about making it a point to protect certain things in your time. If you're a writer, you've got to make that time. And you've got to protect it. You mm-hmm. know, if you're going to learn a language, You've got to make that time to study it and you protect it. You don't you don't go with friends to coffee during that Monday, Tuesday, Thursday, whatever. Um, and it talks about protecting rest time mm. and growth yeah. time. And I think this is one of those things that sometimes we're so busy as women. We're in the workforce. We're serving others. We're trying to take care of ourselves physically. We're doing all these things. But where are we taking care of ourselves sometimes spiritually and emotionally? Yeah. And this should be one of those times that you mark on your calendar And you say, you know what, this is going to be hard. Just like going to a gym can be intimidating the Mm -hmm. first time. But I take that step and I'm going to protect it. I'm not going to let things come up and distract me. This is one time a year, two times a year. You know, even if we we have four ladies events a year, girls, four. That's not that many. That's not even counting small groups or anything. Uh, That is a quarterly thing. One day, four times a year. That's nothing when we look at the massive amount of time Mm -hmm. that we invest into all different places. Yeah. You're worth it. You need it. Sometimes we don't realize what we desperately need, but you need it. And we hope you will come because Shannon and Lisa would love (laughs) to meet you. And so would I. So we're so glad you joined us today for the Inspire podcast. I hope that this has challenged your heart. You know, it can be easy to get tired, to get overwhelmed, to get dragged in all different places. But I think the ladies today gave us some real insight into the things that um, really that can be spiritual warfare that our enemy can use to isolate us, to alienate us, to make us think that nobody understands, that we'll be burned again, and that will keep us entrenched in fear and from moving forward. Don't stay in fear. Invite faith in. Come and join us at an upcoming Inspire event.